Welcome to The Output Habit, a podcast aimed at helping you go from thinking about things to actually doing something about it. I know you've got great ideas. I believe everybody does. Now let's make something happen. Before we get into today's episode, I just want to talk really quickly about joint health. Now, joint health is something that I've been focused on quite a bit recently as I've been training hard for my races coming up in the next year. I've been trying to get faster while also trying to stay injury-free. So there are some exercises and some habits that I make sure to work into my uh, regular routine. And I know that I'm not the only one. I know athletes aren't the only ones that want to be able to have healthy joints and to move freely without a lot of pain or discomfort. So I've just been posting some videos of some of the things that I do, sharing some tips. And uh, if you'd like to check any of those out, feel free to go to uh, my Facebook, uh, Instagram, TikTok. Uh, just search Output Habit on any of those platforms and I'm sure my account will come up and you can watch some of the videos that I have there on healthy habits and healthy joints. Uh, but I also believe that good output requires good input, which is why I, I use supplements by a company called Neutralite. Uh, Neutralite is a company that I, I also partner with, and uh, they've been utilizing the best of science and the best of nature to bring high-quality products, supplements uh, to people. They've been doing this for decades and so they're a company that I trust. Uh, I know that they, they do things the right way. They bring in third-party um, uh, certi- certifiers, uh, the, the National San- Sanitation Foundation, uh, to certify their products and make sure that, uh, that they are, they're top-notch. Uh, so they have a, a product called Joint Health. Uh, it's something that I've been taking for a while. It has chondroitin and glucosamine in it to help with you know, one, inflammation, but it also, uh, those are our are, uh, compounds in your cartilage uh, to help uh, help prevent or, 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 or to delay the deterioration of the cartilage in your joints and just to help the, the longevity of that. So it's something that, that I take. Uh, some of uh, my other, other friends who are my age and even younger, um, who are athletes in their own right, uh, you know, physical therapist, uh, personal trainer, um, who care about the longevity of their joints. It's, it's a supplement that they take. I also have uh, some other clients who are who are older, um, who are in their in their sixties and and have had knee problems, uh, and and use the supplement to be able to um, to, to to mitigate against uh, just some of the pain and the discomfort that they experience there. So whether pain and discomfort is something you already suffer with, or it's something that you're trying to uh, prevent and and to keep your joints healthy, uh, this is a product that is useful in both of those cases. Um, so if you are interested in the Neutralite Joint Health or any of the other products by, by Neutralite, you can reach out to me at theoutputhabit uh, at gmail.com. And I would love to be able to provide you with all the information that you would uh, like to have on that. Uh, I do need to be careful about where and how I share links and information with folks. Uh, so I, I, I need to be careful about uh, just... Uh, putting links uh, in uh, in show notes and in some of the posts that I do, uh, but it it is always safe uh, to share with you uh, that that email address and to be able to open a line of communication with you that way, um, and and always you can send me a direct message too on any of those other social media platforms as well. Uh, so looking forward to helping you out if uh, if joint health is something that you've been focused on as well, and uh, with that we will get into today's episode. Back in the freestyle today, recording another podcast as I drive to uh, the trail. Seems like it's been a little while since I've gotten a good trail run in. I've had one or two things going on the past Saturday or two. Um, But 
good to be at it again. I feel a little out of practice, um, but we'll see how it goes. Uh, I wanted to talk today about um, something that came up in uh, in st- our staff meeting uh, this past week at church, and uh, it just got me thinking about you know my own personal philosophy and, and how I process some of these things, and and felt like sharing that. Uh, we were we were talking about uh, volunteers, you know, as a as a church, as a ministry, you know, we rely heavily on on volunteers and uh, of course it's it's not just about finding volunteers who are going to keep the organization going uh, you know when you're in a church community it's it's about using the gifts that God has given you in a way that's going to edify and, and build up uh, the whole body so it, it it's not uh, you know a strictly unit um, utilitarian um, kind of a, a situation where we, we just we have things that have to get done, and how can we find uh, the bodies? How can we find the the human resources you know, to get it done for the cheapest um, you know price possible? That's that's not what what, what it's about. Um, but if if I happen to to talk about things in in terms of the bottom line here, that's not that's not the intent. You know, there there's a very um, lofty, very spiritual, you know, truth to to service, to being a part of that kind of a community that goes, you know, beyond what we might typically think in terms of a business or an institution. Um, but that that being said, um, I just wanted to talk a little bit about um, my own thoughts when it comes to to motivating. You know, we, we were primarily talking about you know how do we care for. Um, our volunteers well you know what are things that we can do so that they are they feel like they are, are cared for and, and not just um not just utilized uh in 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 that sense so the the tone of the of the overall meeting and, and the main subject matter um was very good it was very positive uh the question came up that was related to you know how do we how do we motivate um our volunteers and of course yeah, I understand where that question is coming from. You know, when someone is overseeing a certain area of ministry, and they um, they have a sense of of what's supposed to be done and and what needs to be done, and sometimes they they encounter people who maybe drag their heels a bit, uh, and, and and who are um, reluctant or who are slow or just don't quite want to do things the way they're supposed to be done. Uh, so the question inevitably comes up, you know, how do I, how do I motivate these people? And I think that's something that most of us in the, over the course of our life deal with is the question of, of motivating people or you know, how do I get people to do what I want them to do or, or, or what I think they should be doing. You know, as a, as a parent, you know, sometimes you feel like you need to motivate your kids. You know, you need to get them going. You need to get them moving in the right direction, whether it's, you know, getting them up and getting them ready in the morning or getting them to do their homework or take seriously, you know, the next, you know, major life step that they need to take, uh, you know, whatever that may be, whether it's applying for jobs or for colleges or, um, you know, at, at, at some point a parent is going to feel like, um, they're working hard to motivate their child to do what's right. So how do how do we go about doing that? And you know, as I've thought about this question, um, I kind of break it down into to three things, um, and 
And none of these things are going to guarantee that somebody is going to do what I want them to do. I, I think you know maybe that's that's kind of the the precondition here before I get into those three is is that the first thing you have to do is recognize, realize, admit that you can never make somebody really do what you want them to do. Um, even even tyrants um, and, and and dictators in, in countries you know come to realize they. They can't make people do what they want them to do. And, of course, they resort to all kinds of um, more and more um, evil and, and, and wicked um, tactics and, and techniques to try to get people to do what they want them to do. Um, but that just, you know, that leads to resistance, rebellion, uh, and, you know, all, all, all kinds of, um, you know, terrible things that happen in those kinds of countries. Um, and so that we all kind of have that same tendency you know not all of us are dictators not all of us have the uh have the ability or or the lack of accountability or the uh, resources at our disposal to try to um to press that hard to get our way but all of us you know want to get our way and and none of us are above resorting to tactics that um that don't have the good of the other person uh, in mind that uh, can be selfishly motivated uh, and 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 really be short-sighted and not really think long term and, and realize long term this isn't going to get what I want you know much less what they want and it's just going to lead to a mess for both of us. So that was maybe a longer explanation than necessary, but but number one or number zero is uh, you can't make people do it what 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 you want them to do, um, and so that being the case, if I can't make people do what I want them to do, um, then number one, I'm going to try to inspire people rather than try to motivate them. So that, that's, that's my approach. How can I inspire people to do what is, what is good and what is right? And a lot of that comes down to communication, you know, communicating the vision, you know, communicating, um, the benefits of, of what it is that we're doing or communicating, you know, what is it that they are going to get out of, you know, being a part of this organization? You know, why is, why is that a good thing? Why is that a beneficial thing? Why is that something that's going to help them? Why, how is that going to help other people? And, you know, I have to make it not about what I want them to do, but really try to communicate things in terms of what they want and what they think is important. Because uh, ultimately, I, I want to attract people um, to what is good and, and, and what is right. And so I want to portray that honestly in, in the best way possible. So that if, if what I really want people to do is good and is worthwhile and is beneficial, well, then it shouldn't be you know, extremely hard to be able to communicate that kind of vision so that people understand, you know, the, the value, the benefit that we're trying to add to other people in this organization or, or through this ministry or what we're trying to do, and then connecting some of the dots as to why this process is important and why it should be taken seriously. Uh, and and that, that requires, I guess, you know, the hard work is, is to really um, make sure that what you're doing, um, you've, you've, you've thought through and, like, and you, have all, you have the integrity um, of really connecting all of your your practices your processes to strong 
reasons. And so when somebody, you know, is, is thinking, you know, I don't, I don't know if I want to do this part or they want to pick and choose, um, they, they have a good answer for someone like that as to, well, this is why it's important to do this this way. You know, this is why, why we do that. Uh, and, and then once, once I've inspired or at least attempted to inspire, uh, then, then I set expectations. You know, then, then I, I let people know this is what the process looks like. This is how we get from where we're at right now to this vision that has been cast. So if, if our ministry, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm head over the, the, the youth ministry, uh, our, our vision, our purpose is to see, you know, young people come to uh, a saving knowledge of faith in Jesus Christ and, and to become disciples of him and, and, and to begin making disciples themselves. Uh, so if, if that's if that's the vision and, and, and we look at uh, the effects that that will, will do as people come to Christ, you know, they turn from, from drug addiction, they, they, they turn from um, self-hatred, they turn from bullying, they turn from all kinds of destructive behaviors, not just personally destructive, but things that are destructive for the societies in, in general. They turn from these things and, and they believe in Christ. And so we, we can extrapolate that out. We can inspire by, by um, portraying what would it look like if, if that were to continue to, to start happening and to continue happening as more and more young people are coming to Christ and are leading others to Christ as well. Uh, but then there's the process, you know, how, how do we, how do we get there? Um, and so that's, that's number two, you know, number one is to inspire. And number two is to set the expectations, you know, and that's, and that's really connecting the processes that we've adopted, um, to the outcome that we're trying to get to. So that people know, you know, when we say that, you know, that we need you to do this, we need you to do that. Um, it makes sense as to how that connects and how that fits into that overall vision. And then finally, I give, I give choices. You know, you know, is that something that you want to be a part of? You know, is that something you can get on board with? Uh, and and you know, really find out where they're at. Because uh, again, I want, I want to work with people who are going to share that vision with me and are going to have at least a high level of agreement in terms of how to get from here to there. So like, I want to be going with people that are trying to get where I'm going and agree with the process and how to get there. Now, there can sometimes be some really, really great uh, input uh, that I can get from, from volunteers who, who might share an opinion or might, might, might share a thought and go, hey, have you thought about this? Have you considered that? You know, this, maybe this is a, a more effective way to get there. Uh, so there can definitely be some, some dialogue and, and collaboration. Again, like, I don't have to be a dictator about this. Um, and I don't, I don't have to, um, as a leader, I don't have to be perfect. You know, I, 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 don't, I don't have to have a monopoly on the vision or, or how to get there, which, which is a relief. That's a huge weight off my shoulders. Nobody can be perfect. So I don't have to portray myself as perfect to my volunteers. I, I can... Um, you know, ad- admit where I've done something, you know, maybe not the best that I could. And, and, you know, they have understanding with that as long as I'm humble and, um, and willing to change and, and pivot and adapt and bring them along with me when I do have a change of mind or a new idea. Um, but again, that all comes down to communication. So in summary, 
you know, I, I, tr- I try to stay away from motivating because uh, motivating, in my mind, has the connotation of trying to find a way to get people to do what I want them to do um, with that as the highest priority. You know, my highest priority is to inspire the people who are going to appreciate the vision and to set the expectations so they know exactly what we're doing and how we're doing it and how it connects to that vision and then give them choices. You know, let people opt in, let people opt out. So if somebody is is not doing something that, you know, I know that they know that they should, you know, this is a process, this is something that we do every week and, you know, this is how we do it and this is why we do it, you know, I can lay those out, I can ask some questions and find out what are they what are they thinking you know what is it that's maybe causing them to consistently um not do this thing that they seem to be avoiding and then you know sometimes i can get some find a, find a reason that they have like oh okay so maybe there's some confusion maybe there was some miscommunication they didn't understand i can correct that maybe they're just having you know uh they're in a rough season in life and uh that's affecting the way you know, it's affecting their vision or it's affecting their ability to to show up when they need to show up or you know something along those lines again we can work together to find a solution to that but then ultimately you know once i've worked through that and diagnosed like okay where's the breakdown um you know and where's there maybe a willingness or not a willingness to to get on board i can give people the option of you know, do you want to continue or, or you know, do you want to be a part of this team do you want to to do things the way that we're doing these things do you do you see the value in and how we're doing that and i can leave that with them uh, and and usually by being as clear as i possibly can setting those expectations and giving choices a lot of the time people that are not on board will choose to opt out and those who really are you know really do want to be a part of what we're doing trying to go where we're trying to go and have enough buy-in with the process they will adjust they will self-correct and it's it's usually very rare that i have to you know say to someone you know what i just i don't think this is a good fit for you because by asking questions and by going through this process it becomes evident to to people themselves whether or not they're a good fit. So I, I try to do what I can to help people see themselves if they're a good fit for that, for this position, for this situation, for what it is that we're trying to do. Um, and I, I, I found a lot of success in that. Um, so anyway, I just thought that that would be helpful for, for some people, whether you're a parent, whether you're an employer, whether um, you oversee volunteers um, like I do, um, whatever it is, I, I I try to you know focus more on inspiring people than than going the the motivational route with you know the stick and the carrot you know where where people get a sense of you know your involvement with them is conditional and you're going to give a reward or a punishment whichever you think will work best just to get done what you want done. So anyway, I hope that that helps. I hope that that allows you to love and serve other people, especially those who are are working for you or or, or those whom you're trying to lead. And I hope you have a great day. Hey, thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate it. If I was able to serve you in any way, please like, subscribe, and share this podcast with a procrastinator or an overthinker who you might know.